Now yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. What's going on? This is DOSG. It's your boy, the sick one. He is super loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see him go high to the octave. He went to the octave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This your boy, OSG. Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up, bro. I love it, man. That's man. my brother, man. Real. Yeah, man. Community, man. It's priceless. Got the little, the little ones, the niece and nephew out here playing. Yeah, you hear him? Yeah, there we go. It's official. Nothing unedited. Hi. Okay. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we just out here. Hi. 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 You can say not everybody. Yeah, they're really being friendly, you know. Right, I mean? right. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. But we just out here, man. It's just, it's just like you said, a joint community. Being outside. What's you know, that? It's, it's uh. Don't, don't touch. What are we? Cicadas. We a little late. We got cicadas out here. They looking at cicadas. We out here. No, don't touch. You know, first of June. Oh, dropping one. Oh. We should have done this last month on the thirtieth, but we a little late. But hit us up. No. Two brothers in the Bible are as our our, uh, our podcast. Our ministry is one four eight. Hit us up on our Gmail at one four eight twenty twenty at gmail.com. Um, that's the number one spelled out O N E number four number eight spelled out E I G H T two zero two zero at gmail.com. We want man give us questions, feedback, uh, man uh, praise reports, yeah uh, prayer requests. Whatever it may be, we want to know so we can put you out uh, on our list to pray, or we want to celebrate with you if something good happens to you. God has been doing something in your life. Um, man, let us know. We just want to be present. We want to be yeah. part of it, and we want to just uh, just continue to celebrate. So let us know, man. And we we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram. Again, two two bros, one Bible, um, and we on Facebook on a page. And again, two bros in a Bible. Just look us up and uh, find us. We on Spotify and on Anchor. So. Let's dive in, man. Let's dive in. Let's get it going. What is anchor? Yeah, yeah. So see, that's why you can't record in community, man. We get so distracted. Yeah, okay. yeah. OG watching the kids. He's supposed to be talking. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, I didn't want her to put that in her mouth. But, um, but yeah. Try to get her immunity. Yeah. So we got um. What is it? Our what? It's a challenging question. Again. Challenging so question. I was thinking encouraging corner, but I'm like, nah, that ain't encouraging. That ain't, that ain't now, yeah. That ain't now. But, you know, it's a challenging question. We started off with last time, and we want to get questions that are most challenging for what we think Christians can't answer or shouldn't answer or try to avoid. struggle answering or try to avoid. So today's question is, uh, if God is all perfect, how could he and why would he create such extremely imperfect human beings to occupy this world? Again, if God is all perfect, how could he and why would he create such an extremely imperfect human beings to occupy this world? That's the question. They say that we can't answer or people can't answer. So we'll 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 do our best to tackle that and, and try to answer it. So I'll let uh LG what you think, man? What what you think to that? Well We was intended to be perfect in the beginning. That was initial, God's initial plan for us. We became imperfect when um, the disobedience came of taking a bite of the fruit. And that brought, that brought on everything that, that we see today. 
from from death to hatred for your brother to all the all the all the evilness that goes on in the world. Yeah, yeah. All, all stems from there. Well, yeah, but I guess the, so. The question would be why, right? That's the question I think they're asking, which I think is good. It's like why would why would he, if he's all perfect, why would he just create something that couldn't be that's uncorruptible? That uncorruptible. In, yeah, yeah. Incorruptible, uncorruptible, whichever one, right? Why would he do that? Oh. Mm. What you, what you, what you, what you say to that? What's your response to that? That's a, that's a tough, that's a tough question. Yeah. I think it is. I think, you know, the, the best thing I could say would be for me is God is a God of community. But again, we, this is just what we think. We don't have all the right answers. We, we don't have any right answers. <laughs> right. But God's a God of community, and he loves fellowship, right? Which is why he can be with the angels. And you can only really be in true community when a couple of things happen, right? So think about it this way. If I want to be in community and I love my friends, think about why you love your friends. Think about why you love your wife or your husband or your family. Why you love hanging around certain people. It's not because they always agree with you. It's not because they're just like you. If I had everybody, think about this. If we were on this podcast and there were two Mike or two onuses, the conversation would be so dry because we'd be talking the same thing. Yeah. We would think the same way. We would talk the same way. We would yeah. act the same way. There wouldn't be any challenging thoughts. There'd be no discussions. There'd be no debating, right? So to me, God is a God that loves community. Right in the beginning, he talked about in Genesis. In the beginning, it was us. Right, let us create man in our image. He's always referencing R. Mm-hmm. Well, who was R? So he was with somebody. He 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 appreciated community. I can only imagine. Take myself out of everything spiritual world. Me being this God, I'm like, well, I'm gonna sit on my throne and just be by myself all day. That's boring, right? Oh God! So let me create little mini gods that are gonna just do whatever I say and follow my. There's no relationship in that. There's no relationship, right? Because relationship go it goes two ways. It goes two ways. Yeah, that that, that would be just one way. It'd be be like like a a dictatorship, right? Well, it'd be like you said, yeah. Yeah. It that's almost right in 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 theory, but it'd be unilateral in in way of thinking. So it's Mm -hmm. only one way of thinking, which is God's way, right? And if it's only one way of thinking, then that becomes very boring right. that becomes very like I said just so ritualistic and, and routine it's like hey what do you think about that flower that flower is all being and it is red and it is great you're like no what do you think about the flower that's what I think about it you wouldn't get a different response mm-hmm. right but if I say hey honest man man what you think about what you think about that service today oh man I don't know this one part really challenged me I ain't like that part of it oh really why and then I, now you start the discussion mm-hmm. you, you begin to have conversation dialogue dialogue because you're different and how you view things mm-hmm. from your lived experience, from your perspective, is going to be different than what I view it, which allows us to come together and really understand. And so in the context of that question was even in the angels, right? Because like you said, in the beginning, uh, you know, he said, let us make man in our image, right? It says, in the beginning, God created heavens and earth. This is Genesis 1. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Right. It says, then God said, 
let there be light, and there was light, right? So we see that. And so then, as we move down, so you start to see, like, so this is God in, the, in, the, in his ideating process. And so, and so, so, so we, we see that, right? And we see how this stuff started to expand. And we start to see how the stuff, that's how we start to look, right? And see how it expanded. And it says, um, go to Genesis 1, verse, morning, day, let's see. It was like God placed, so here it goes, so like 16, right? It says, God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. It says, God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give them light. So we're starting to see this God in the space of he's creating. Mm -hmm. It's him. He's creating. It's him. He does this. On the fifth day, it said, God said, let the earth bring. So in this in this creation process, he didn't have it. He didn't say, let us bring forth light. He said, let, it, let the earth bring. He spoke it into existence, and it came. It's not until 26... It's not until 26, right, that we see Genesis 1.26 that he brings in the us. Before that, we don't see that, right? And I'm looking through this. You know, there was the evening, the morning, fifth day. It says, then God said, let the earth bring forth creatures of their kinds. So even the creatures, it was him. Then on the 26, he says, in verse 26, it says, then God he said. Even, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. He even made the creatures distinct in yeah. their own way. Yeah, in their own way. He, right. He didn't make all one creature. Well, yeah, and he didn't say, let us make creatures, right? right? So then... Get her off the steps. Sorry to that my little little ones out here crawling on steps, doing all types of stuff. But what we have doing? Then take her upstairs and go. Again, we unedited. We we cut. We yeah. raw. We live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Told you. That's Love how it's it. gonna be. Community, right? What we're talking about. So, and then in twenty six, what's it say? It says, "Then God said, let us make man in our image.' So then, it's very clear, and the words are very precise." From one Genesis 1 all the way to 26, you don't hear any of that language. And all of a sudden, 26 is, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them rule over the fish in the sea, over the birds in the sky, over the cattle, over mm. all the dead, and every creepy thing there. So he was, so either he had, he had this community, right? But it was him making all the decisions because he made it perfect. And he said, wait a minute, maybe, and again, I don't know. Again, we're not theologists, we, you know. We're not theologians and all this other stuff, but maybe in that moment he was like, "I'm gonna make something to see if what it's almost like the, the man experiment, right? The human experiment." And it's like, "Let me let us make this in our image, so I can have some diversity and see this light." God loves community, and so he he's um yeah heartburn, but um he's he's a relational being. Yeah, he's a relational being, and, right? Because he said, "I make." Make God make us in His image. Yeah. So, all our light qualities, things that make like our laughter, our, yeah. our joy, our excitement, joy, yeah. our crying, our sadness, crying, our sadness. Yeah. these these are all emotions that our Father image. Right. Yeah. That, that He that He exhibits. exhibits. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like man. Yeah. yeah. And it just it just that just hit me right now. Like, yeah. Because like, you're right. Because He's a relational being. Yeah. Right. Whatever's you know supernatural being, He's a relational being. And so it's it's really it's really a, Powerful that even in the, in the beginning, one through twenty-five, we don't see him say anything about us because nobody else was like him, right? Because I'm God, I am the supreme, I am the omnipresent, omnipotent, I am the great I am. Mm -hmm. So only I can create. But then when it came to making man, mm -hmm. 
he said, let, I don't want man to be like me because then there's no relationship. Mm-hmm. I can make a house. I can make however I see it fit, right? Because then a house can't give you relationship, mm-hmm. right? The dirt can't give you relationship. The water, they can't. So everything that didn't involve relationship, he took care of that because he's God and mm-hmm. I know what's best, yeah. right? And even in this moment, he still knows what's best by saying, I know what's best and so I want diversity. I want creativity i want dialogue i want relationship i want community so what's best is i can't make everybody according to me because it'll be just like the dirt and earth in the houses right you ever been to a neighborhood and every house looks the same and you like uh, the movie remind me of movie smallville yeah all the houses are all, or leave it the beaver yeah all the houses the same, with the picket right? fence yeah, yeah yeah and in today's time you go down you we love to see diverse i mean think about it we thrive on diversity mm-hmm. right from our clothes to our shoes to to, we, to our houses to everything. We thrive from off of being different. Off of being different, right? Our own individual, yeah. our own individuality, right? Individuality. Yeah. So instead of him creating people in his image, which would look just like him, think just like him, act like him, he said, "Let us create our image," because I want community. And what we know about that is, is that when it happens, right, it leaves people to their own devices. That's what free will is. And so when he created us, all right, he gave us free will, which means that you have the ability to think, feel, and do what you want. And act how you want because, again, I want authentic relationships. Mm-hmm. Again, if, if I called you and and, and and was like, hey, Onis, there's this girl. I think she'd be great for you. You'd be like, well, what makes her great? And I'd be like, she's just like you. And if you met her and she talked like you, thought like you, acted like you. First of all, mannerisms out, like if you, she talked like me. I, there no could be the female version. Right? I'm not saying necessarily like voice tone. I know. That's why I'm being You're looking goofy. for some deep raspy right, shit. Right, the right. Beard, the bearded lady. Yes, right. Hey there, big guy. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't talking about that. I'm talking like speech-wise. Yeah. Everything was the same. Mannerisms. And eventually you would get to the point where like, why don't you just disagree with me sometimes? Because think about it. All the things that you agree with. Coming to America when she's like, bark, bounce. Yeah. Bark like a dog. Bark like a dog. Big, Burr, big dog. Who's like, like, turn it around. What do you like? Whatever you like. Yeah, right. What do you... What do you like to do? Whatever you like to do, right? And eventually he was like, that's a perfect example, bro. Yeah. He, he left to go find his true love because it's like, you want somebody that's different than you because mm-hmm. mutual respect is what keeps you together, but the differences is what allows you to grow, mm-hmm. right? And so God didn't want people to be just like him and think like him, but he wanted to say, I want community. I want authentic relationships, mm-hmm. right? Because the reason you want to be in this relationship is why? Because you truly love me. If you're like me, then you don't really know why you shouldn't be with me, right? Right. If, if, if I only expose you to one person and you don't know anything else, you've never seen anybody else or what anybody else looks like, how do I know that you truly are for me? Mm-hmm. But if you've lived in this world and you experience different things and you test drove this and you went out with this person and did different things and you come to this person like, I want to be with you, it's authentic because you have been, I say you've been out there in an in a impure way, but you've been in the world. Mm-hmm. You weren't born in a cave. So the first person you see, you're like, oh, my God. Right? Right. God wants the same thing. He wants authentic relationships. So allowing us to see good and evil gives us the opportunity to be in the middle and choose which one we want. Authentic relationship. If I only know good, then I'm always going to choose good. And guess what? Sometimes, and if anybody's anybody's ever been through something like me and you have, you can't appreciate the good until you've experienced the evil. Yes. Right? Or to experience yes. the fall. Yes. Or to to you've messed up and all of a sudden you're like, Man, I really appreciate what I have now, right? Somebody gives you this this precious 
Shoot. Vase. Freedom. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, like, yeah, freedom, just right? being out, being out of a hospital, bro. Man, being locked up. Like, period. Right. Strapped down to a, a bed or, or handcuffed to a, a, a gurney. Man, like you better preach on that. You bro. know what I'm saying? Preach. Like being out. Like so in, in, about, in my right frame of mind. So how do you now? How do you feel about that though? Because I know that was an experience that you went through. Yeah. So how do you look at how do you look at life now compared to when you were in that moment? I'm, or I'm going through that moment. I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm I'm so grateful. Like, cause like even like when I have my doctor's appointments and yeah. I go to GCB. Yeah. That's for anybody knows Gary Cincinnati behavioral, but I go to GCB and I see my doctor. I see other people like they get they get issued their check like yeah. so much money. They got a cashier window where they give them so much. And they, I remember one person saying like, "Well, we just gave you this. What what you doing with your money?" And like yeah. people like sitting there shaking, talking to themselves. And I'm like, man, how easy that could be me. Yeah. Like you know, and it, and it just it makes it makes me be grateful, man. Yeah. Grateful and humble, like, cause like I I don't I don't have to be in the state of mind that I'm in right now. Yeah, you don't have to be right. Right. And you also know what it was like to be strapped down on that gurney. Oh yeah. And not being able to move, to be strapped down on five point restraints and can't do anything until they decide to let you. Yes. Go. Yes. But now you can wake up and go wherever you want to go when you want to go, knowing yeah. that God has given this freedom. And so because of that, you're more motivated to maintain that freedom. Oh heck yeah. Right? Yeah. But if it hadn't been for that experience, you wouldn't the motivation to maintain that freedom might not have be there as strong as it is, right? Like the the motivation to take my medicine every night is yeah. very strong. Yeah. Well, it, like, it, it, you know what I'm we saying? Take for granted. But before it was like I was under the notion, I was like, Oh, I'm healed, I'm good, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Then I got hit with it, like, hold on. This is like it was several times where I thought like everything was like a dream or something. I was like, yeah. Okay, any minute now I'm gonna wake up. Yeah. And then like it was like when that medicine started kicking in, I'm like, this is real. Yeah. I'm locked up. They're giving me shots. Yep. They're yep. bringing me my food and my medicine. I can't go anywhere. I can't see the people I love. Man. Like, like yeah. at, at a moment, it's like, this is stuff. Seeing people walk around, like, talking to themselves, cussing yeah. at themselves. Yeah. And being in that restraining, I'm, I'm telling them, like, who I am, and then it's at one point I couldn't even remember my own address. Yeah, yeah. What's the it's just the absence of freedom, like you're saying? No. And yeah, the absence of freedom, brother. And it, and it's 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 powerful because you know it, it it took me to get to that point where I fell and was facing like the end, literally the end. In order for the in order for me to walk each day and just wake up like man, I am so thankful for life. I could have been 25 years. I could have been here. I could have been dead. I've been shot. I mean, all these things could have happened. I didn't have to be here, but it took for that to happen because I was so arrogant in my approach to life. Because why? Because I thought all things were always good. I had experienced the true bad, right? I had bad experiences, but the arrogance, right, right. hadn't been checked. And so I can only imagine Adam walking around in his arrogance, right? You're in a garden. God has given you everything, but he couldn't appreciate it until what? Until all of a sudden they took the, the, the bite from the fruit. And that's a whole other topic about yeah, that. Yeah. But think about it. It wasn't until they took the bite of the fruit that all of a sudden they realized they were naked. Now they're hiding. Why did they hide? God didn't tell them to hide. But why did he go hide? Because he realized, because the veil was lifted from their eyes and they realized, oh, this isn't as good as it looks, right? So I can only imagine like... They're, through their lens, they're looking at this beautiful world with all these sparkly trees and mm -hmm. rainbows and butterflies, right? Yep. And they bite the fruit, and all of a sudden, you see Darkness. the ugliness. And you start seeing the evil. You start yes. seeing the lion that looks scary, right? Yeah. It's, it's the Daniel moment, right? It's, it's imagine him not having the faith that he had, 
and being in that pit looking at this lion teeth right there in his face. I mean, the fear, but instead he had peace, mm -hmm. right? Because he chose to believe, right? Yeah. So imagine that veil being lifted off. And so you're it's sitting there. like being awakened like the Matrix. Well, yeah, in a sense, yeah. I, I just imagine sitting, I imagine I'm walking around life and all I see is rainbows and butterflies and I'm high-fiving, but yeah. then when the veil's lifted off, these lions in my face, tongue literally right in front of my mouth, teeth on my, like one more inch, it can touch my face, but I don't see it because I'm living in rainbows. Bliss. And butter and bliss because why? Because the veil wasn't there. I didn't know what Eve. I didn't know what bad was. And once I saw bad, it's like, oh no! Yeah, I need good. Let me go cover up. Let me go cover up. And then you start to realize. And so when you get a chance to be like, I need to get back to there. And, 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 and isn't it so relational of how when God came down walking in the cool yeah. of the day, yeah. he was he called them out like, yeah. hey, where are you at? Yeah. He knew where they were at. Yeah. But it's just that relationship. Yeah. And we see it all day long in our movies. When Simba was in the with the hyenas, where did he want to get? He did nothing. He did, he wanted to get back to Pride Rock. Mm. When Simba was down with the hyenas, he wanted to get back to Pride Rock. Right? You look at all our movies. Whenever they fall, all they want to do is get back. Get back where they was. Get back where I was. That because, prodigal son moment. Yeah, I want to get back. Yeah. Right? But the reason they went to the bad spot is because they had been in a good spot. They didn't realize how good they had it until they experienced it. So that's why I believe... I believe that why that question is and how I would answer that is just that is because God loves relationship. He loves authentic relationships. Yeah. I want you to love me for me and I'm going to give you a choice. You don't have to love me, but there's a, everything has consequences in life. If you don't love me, here's what this happens. If you love me, here's what happens. But you can choose. Mm -hmm. And so if you come to me knowing that you've been exposed to all this and you still choose me, that's why it says the, 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 po the, the path, the road to destruction is wide. The road to prosperity is narrow. Very narrow. Very narrow, right? And only well, few will enter. Only few will enter because nobody wants to travel that road, right? But if you choose to go down that road, the narrow, I mean, just imagine squeezing yourself through a narrow tunnel and you choose that. It's crazy, mm. right? So it's the choice. He wants authentic relationship. I want, my wife and I got married because we chose each other. Not because we were forced together like we said, right? And sometimes even that, we still chose to stay together because we chose to stay together. Mm -hmm. It's the choice that allows you to have good fruit, right? But when you don't have that, it, it doesn't work out that way. So that's why I believe in that question. And you have some really powerful examples. That's why I believe in that, that question. How I would answer that question is he's all powerful. And yes, he could have easily made people just like him. He could have made humans just like him. Same thought, same everything. But then we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now. We wouldn't have the diversity in cars. We wouldn't have houses. We wouldn't Because everybody would be living in bliss just sitting there. Mm-hmm. After you, no. After, after you. you, no. Awesome. You go first. We'll go after together. Okay. Let's go together. Right, and, and there's no debates, there's no arguments because yeah. everybody thinks the same, and that's what we have to realize. If I think the same as you, I get mad at the same things you get mad at, and I like the same things you like. But if we all think together, what are we really getting mad at? Because everybody thinks the same way. I'm no. There's no. I'm not gonna get mad. No offense. I won't have their rave emotions. There's no growth. No. Because it's a, let's say let's say you hate it when people smack when they eat food, right? Mm -hmm. But if everybody thinks like you and acts like you, then nobody's smacking. Therefore, you never have that emotion, mm. right? You rob yourself of the, the true meaning of being human. Yeah, you rob yourself of the ability to experience new things. Everything is a new experience, right? Man, I, that really annoyed me. And you get the, you just the experience of having that feeling oh, that annoyed me. Oh, that made me upset. That made me sad. That made me cry. That mm -hmm. made me happy. That. You rob your it, it caused you to search too, cause like if you like like for me, like K 
case in point, if somebody say something, I'll be like, for some reason, why did that just annoy me? Yeah. Why did that rub me the wrong way? Yeah. It caused you the now for me, I, I I tend to try to not to just gloss over my emotions. I try to follow them and be like, okay, why why did I act? Why did I react yeah. this way? Yeah. What's what's the real meaning? What triggered yeah. me? What did that person do that triggered me? Like and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Yeah. Trigger has no heart. Trigger has no heart. Ah, hey. So stupid, bro. Hey, no. You started it, bro. Nah, you so stupid, man. Stupid, bro. So, yeah, but that's that's why I believe that. So, we won't go. We can talk about it all day. I know we kind of get off on a tangent, but uh, so let's 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 flip into, you know, how we how we look at life, right? And so, one of the things we talked about the reason we have diversity is because. We like to hear from the OSG and about his encouraging corner, man, because that brings us joy and hope. Sometimes he gives us a dad joke that's like, nope. Sometimes yeah. he brings us one. We be like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, hope, dope. Okay. Sometimes you just can't cope. Hey. <laughs> Lego. Yeah. So. Lego. I I don't got a dad joke, but I got a quote from, from a book that I read. Okay. Called Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Yeah. You know. This 40-day journey, I wasn't too consistent on it, but I finally got it finished. But, yeah, I encourage you to check that book out, try it. But um, it's he, he, his name, Rick Warren, he did a quote. The quote say, your shape was sovereignly determined by God for his purpose. So you shouldn't resent, you shouldn't resent it or, re, or reject it. Instead of trying to reshape yourself to be like someone else, you should celebrate the shape God has given only to you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I put on, don't let this world tell us who we should be. Because, yeah. like, if you think about it, if you think about it, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go back to sleep that night, we're being programmed to tell us how we should, how we should dress, yeah. what we should eat, how we should talk, how we should walk, what car to drive, what clothes to wear, what female to have. If you're a female, what makeup to wear. If you're a guy, what type of glasses or cool this cool that we've been told we should do this and if we don't have this at a certain age then you're behind because i i had a long one is one of the little guys mom told me like she's like i'll be 40 and i should be i should i should be traveling by now according yeah. to who quite right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like according to who who are you trying to keep up with because first of all and i learned this too it's not fair to yourself to put yourself under that type of, that much pressure. No, it's not. And and and, and expecting yourself to live up to, to means it's not fair to you. And like, not done that. I'll I'll set a standard. Yeah. And be like missing the mark every time. Right. Okay. You, you just smacked me. No, I missed oh. him. He flew away. Yeah. But no, but it's interesting you said that because one of the things you said was unique, and I think that even speaks to the question we asked before: Why did God make? Not everybody like him because he loves to be unique. I mean, think about it. If I was just like you, I wouldn't be unique. And it wouldn't show the diversity. It wouldn't show the 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 creativity, the 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 masterpiece that that God did to make from dirt. He made one man and came a nation. It became millions and millions and billions of people that all are different. Trillions. Trillions of people that are all different, and everybody is uniquely different. Their fingerprint tells it all. That's what I'm saying. Like. So when you said that, it hit me like that's the answer to the question. Because he was showing, it's almost like in, in one sense, it's part of the answer to the question. is like he's showing off his creative ability to be God. Because I'm going to make one person from dirt. 
it's gonna come trillions of people that all are uniquely the same and nobody is I will never repeat. Even twins are similar but they have different prints. Yep. Twins but they have different prints. Like it never repeats it. Out of all these people. Never repeats. It's crazy. That's why. If I was God, that's, yeah, here you go, right? And then on top of that, then because they never repeat, everybody has your unique thought on unique brain and wavelength, and they do it. That's just great, man. That's good. That's good. I'm triggered. Yeah. This album is dedicated to my brother Castro. Oh. Uh, I'm triggered. Thing in this life that I've helped grow. Yeah. Love you, man. Say so, boy, see lot of corner. <laughs> Nah, don't do it, Mike. Oh, man. All right, so we're going to go into... Uh, we're going to go into... Uh, what we in? Hebrews? We're in the Hebrews. We're in the 58 brick. If for all that don't know, there are 66 books in the Bible. And Christ is the chief cornerstone, so I, I call each book a brick. And the 58 book is Hebrews, so we're on the 58 brick in chapter 8. Now, I like chapter 8. I'm going to just start off reading 1 through 6 because I think it's all summed up in this, right? Chapter 8 is about the new covenant. And this is the movement from the old covenant with the Ark of the Covenant and, and, and what we saw in Leviticus 1. Covenant, Mike. Covenant. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> it's, no, uh, for FYI, when bruv when bro get choked up on a word, it's pride tomorrow. It brings joy to me because I get to catch him. It's not, it's not often that I catch him. You be on it, too. <laughs> Cover me. All right. So it's the, the break of the old covenant to the new covenant. And we see in Leviticus 1 where it talks about how to get back into right relationship with God and the things you have to do, the sacrifices, what is required. And then certain animals are required for certain sacrifices for atonement. So it just depends. Mm. But this is here. We're talking about leaving the old and going to the new. And so it's interesting in 1, 8, chapter 8, verse 1 says, Now the main point in what has been said is this. We have such a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. A minister in the sanctuary and in the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. So it is necessary that this high priest also have something to offer. Talking about the new covenant, which mm -hmm. is Jesus. Jesus right? yeah. It says, now, if he were on earth. He would not be a priest at all, since there are those who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve a copy and shadow the heavenly things, just as Moses was warned by God when he was about to erect the tabernacle. For see, he says that you make all things according to the pattern which was shown you, which was shown to you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. By as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant. Jesus is a better mediator of a better covenant, which has been enacted on better promises. Mm. Right? And then I love what it says in 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. Mm. But it, it goes back because it was pitched by who? By God, not man, right? Yeah, so, yeah, because it said, um, it said the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by man. Yeah, not by man, yeah. Yeah. And so, because man took over that first law, right? And so now you have the second one. If it was faultless, we wouldn't have a need for a second. But so now was. we're seeing, yeah, because man, the law was meant to be broken, right? 
Mm -hmm. And which was God showing us our ignorance and our arrogance. And then all the while, here we come with the new covenant, which is faultless. That's why we haven't saw the third covenant. The third covenant? There's no third covenant. No, because it's completed in the yeah, second. Which is that's what I'm saying. Why we haven't sought a third covenant because the second was It's fulfilled. It's fulfilled. It was flawless. Yeah. Flawless victory. Fatality. That's what he said on the cross. Get over here. <laughs> ha! Hey! Hey! Oh man. He was like Bane on the cross, right? <laughs> You thought darkness was your ally. <laughs> you merely adopted the dark. Was born in it. Molded by it. Hey, man. He said, when, oh. he tell, when he tell Batman, I'm going to break you. Yes, he did. Hey, I'm telling you, Bane was the sidebar real quick. Hey. Bane was the coolest villain I ever hey. met. Like, he spoke truth, man. He remained... His rapport would never heighten or he, never stupor. It was true. just one solid voice straight through. Aww. Between him and Thanos, they never yeah. raised their voice. Oh, you thought you was in control. <laughs> control is a mere vision of what you think you have. Hey, man, that dude just come at him. <laughs> and then, and then the bad thing, bad thing about it was he was as he's talking to him, he's, he's whooping him. him. He's whooping he's him. He's whooping him, bro. You're nothing without your gadgets and your toys. That's the worst. Oh, your precious armory. Your precious armory. <laughs> hey, like it's one thing to whip me, but are you talking to me that whole time? Got, that's, that's like that's like when I was little, I used to get whoopings. Oh, my man. mom would be hitting me. I told you never go on that street. You oh, won't do that you again. Think, you think I ever think this is again? Like, and then tell you everything you did. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. But we digress. Right. We digress. Yeah, we drift. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, Fast and Furious. See how we Tokyo? drift. Tokyo. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Um, go ahead. So yeah, eight ahead. one through two. It speaks of Jesus and His Majesty, who serves in the sanctuary, even after Christ died and rose. For me, He's still in service to me by interceding to the Father for me. So Jesus is a constant reminder. Of the promise of eternal life, if I choose to believe and remain in Him. Yeah. So, and I, and I think I like what He's saying about the priests. If you don't understand, like Old Testament, so the priests were chosen by man. Is what He's saying, right? So the the priests were chosen by men, and they were the ones that interceded and mediated between man and God. Mm -hmm. but he's saying yeah. this new priest wasn't chosen by man. No. Mm -mm. Right. And so far from it. Yeah. So that's why it's. It's not faultless. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't chosen by man, right? Levi and, and that, the and sons that, of Aaron. That priest, that priest is a constant reminder to God of who he died for, who died for our sins. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah. like, I always got this imagery of Christ sitting at the right hand of God. And every time God looks to his right, he sees flesh. And he's reminded, like, yeah, he's reminded. of the sacrifice, like, oh, yeah. for them, like, okay. And well, it's just that more grace and more mercy comes. Well, it's interesting because even here, you look at the old covenant under Moses, it required gifts and sacrifices by those guilty of sin. In the new covenant, self-sacrifice by the guiltless Christ. So it doesn't say you need to give gifts and sacrifices for those guilty of sin. It just says all you got to do is, is rely on the self-sacrifice of the yeah. guiltless Christ. Application is he died, Christ died for you. Then it says the old covenant 
focused on a building, a physical building where one goes to worship, which is where we're lost in. I think today, my personal opinion is we we're still in the same mindset with the church. We're so focused on a physical building where we go to worship that we've lost the true essence of why we're there and even what it's about. Because they're all the church, the church. I can't believe that the church has lost this. That's the problem. We're still in the old covenant. The new covenant says focuses on the reign of Christ in believers' hearts. The church is in believers' hearts. Mm, read that again. So the old covenant says that we focus on a physical building where one goes to worship. Sounds like today, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The new covenant says it focuses... But, but, but it's, hold on. Let me, let me say this. Don't forsake the gathering of the assembly. Right, though. yeah, like, right. Don't right. take that as we say and don't go to church. We're not saying Right, that. but your focus when you're in church, when your focus to go to church should be on the hearts or the reign of Christ in believers' hearts. That's the focus. Yeah. I'm not going to the building because the building is where I need to go. I'm going to the building because I want to be around other believers who believe in Christ in their hearts. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm going to gather. So it's not about me saying I need to keep going to the building because the building's going to bring me truth and, 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 and wisdom. I don't go to church every Sunday, I'm going to be in trouble. No. Are you where two or three or more gathered, you have church because it's, it's the believing in Christ and the believer's hearts. Mm -hmm. That's the key. That's the focus yeah. of the new covenant. Yeah, we have a church right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so, and so the application is God is directly involved in your life. And I love that. I love that, that clarity because we have gotten so... And even people are coming to the church trying to prove the church is flawed, right? We hear someone, oh, Christianity is this. Christianity is that. The church is suck. I don't like religion. And you see all these little memes about Christianity and a church and religion. Then you say spirituality. The, the problem is you people are really talking. Not you people, because I'm part of you people too, right? We're talking. But we are talking about the same thing. The spirituality, we're talking about the, as Christ followers. So when you see somebody saying, or we see the, the memes about the church and religion and routines and religions, religious rules, and you see somebody say, but I believe in spirituality. What you're saying is, the problem is that we've just gotten confused. What you're saying with spirituality is you believe in Christ because that's the Holy Spirit that you're believing in because the Holy Spirit brings forth fruit. The Holy Spirit guides you. It's the belief inside of you that drives you. But we label it spirituality because we're so wounded by the church. So do you think the Holy Spirit resides in every individual? Yeah, he left it for everybody. Did he not? Whether they believe or not. Did he not? Hmm. Whether they believe or not, the Holy Spirit is in everybody. Now, whether you, whether you, so again, it's also the uh, power bar, right? So if I don't do anything to feed my power bar and I try to pick up this boulder, I'm not going to pick it up. But if I feed my power bar in these games, right, you know what I mean? You ever play them fighting games where you get so many hits and all of a sudden you have your special move, you're powered up? Mm-hmm. And also he's like, bah, 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 it takes over, right? 50 hit combo, he's over. That's that's the Holy Spirit. So the more we read, the more we go to church, the more we're in tune with Christ believers in their hearts at the building, not just the building, right? The more we're Christ followers, the more we read, the more we pray, the more we 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 die selfishly every day, our power bar gets built up. And so the more our power bar is up, the more the Holy Spirit is alive and well and working on our behalf. Right, so, but if I'm if I'm not doing if I'm doing the things that God asks us not to do, right? There's a fruits of fruits of the enemy, fruits of the spirit, right? Yeah. So if I'm doing more of those things, fruits of the world, then I, my power bar is going to go down. I'm going to have less power. I'm going to be I'm not going to be as strong. Perfect example: If I eat McDonald's and Burger King every single day, how healthy will I be physically? Not at all. Not at all. 
So when somebody, so when I need to run out there and go do something, I'm not gonna be able to do it. But if I'm eating the right foods and exercising, when something needs to happen, I'm gonna be physically in shape enough to go do it. I'll have cardiovascular strength, I have muscular strength, endurance, all those things like that because mm-hmm. I'm doing things right. That's the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit resides in you, and you choose to eat McDonald's all day long. You're not gonna be able to use it that much because you, oh, well, Jesus is good, right? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to drum up, or you'll just you'll get so mad you'll turn away. But if you're eating the right foods, which is eating this word, you'll the, you'll be healthy enough to go do what you need to do, mm-hmm. to go run after somebody, to go run after the lost, to leave the 99 and go run after the one, because I'm in shape, right? To be in the, in the dark places, to be in places where there the, the, the people are coming after the kingdom, you're gonna be able to shine your light not by words but by presence, because the Holy Spirit is exuding itself through you, because your power bars, because you're healthy. You'll be able to walk into a room and people be like, ooh, what? who is that? Something different about that person, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's exuding, right? So the more that we live, as, the more we try to live according to the word, right? And I say we're perfect, but we repent. We're convicted. The more we do those things, our spiritual bar goes up. Right? So a person that don't, that don't live that way, they just... They just it's unhealthy. Just God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Oh, yeah. They're just living for self. Living for self. They're just unhealthy. Yeah. They're, they're not in tune with what the Holy yeah. Spirit is going to say. Yeah. And we're talking spiritually. You could be in shape physically and, and out of shape spiritually. And yeah, both ways. Yeah. Right. You could be in shape spiritually and out of shape physically. Yeah. And, and both ways are bad because yeah. if you're in shape spiritually and you're sitting at home all day reading the gospel but eating like crazy and you're out of shape spiritually, if the Holy Spirit decides to use you for a task, it's going to be hard to use that body. That body's out of shape. Yeah. I need you to climb that mountain. There's a person on top of that mountain. That is that needs and God says I need you to go up that mountain and go get them because they're questioning and they need to, they need to hear from a believer and you're the one here go do it you go you gonna get half of the mountain and be like oh, I don't think I can do it right so you know what I mean so that's that that's where we're at with it so so yeah that's that's where I'm I'm good for right you know what I mean that's that's how I see it and that's why I I, I like about that. Example, but that's why I think about like, you know what I mean. So I, I love, I love eight about the new covenant showing you the differences. And like I said, it, it, it the focus, right? What is the focus? Your focus is on the reign of Christ in believers' hearts. That's the key, not the building. And like OG said, the OG said, we're not saying don't go to a building, but we're saying what are you focused on? Mm-hmm. The reign of Christ. I need to find a church where the reign of Christ in believers' hearts are. Are prevalent where it's it's flourishing, and I need to go there. You know what I mean? Right, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, eight chapter. Well, of course, we're in chapter eight. Eight verses eight through twelve. Um, I'm gonna read that eight through twelve. But God found fault with the people and said, and said, the time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. With the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, it will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant. And I turned away from them, declares the Lord. So we're going to stop there because the word that stuck out to me was that word faithful. Yeah. yeah. And, And it's like, so there was once an old covenant between God and and the house of Israel and Judah, but they refuse to remain faithful to the covenant that God has set there in the new covenant. And then when I heard the word faithful, it reminds me that um 
the word faithful it reminds me of like a, a person that's unfaithful in a relationship. It's like the um, um, like the the they was unfaithful because they wanted other gods, consisting constantly to. to other puny gods. Right, exactly. They wanted other gods causing them causing them to be unfaithful to our heavenly Father. So if you don't know, honestly, you know, he's got to have his notes. I say I said before, if you don't have his notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and, you know, I, and I write like a doctor, bro. Like so. You, so it's funny as you see these pauses because he wrote notes and don't even know and can't even read what he wrote. <laughs> he, over here, he over here taking his glasses on and off trying to see the notes on the page. I'm like, bro, you wrote them. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things, Israel is symbolized by a harlot who violates the obligations of marriage to her husband. Basically, that when they talk about violate the marriage, that faith, it talks about that faithfulness between God and and um, the relationship Israel has with God, and it's like they wander around in the wilderness for forty years. And they just constantly they, they they pray for a king, a king, Lord give us a king. God gives them a king, and then the king isn't turned out what they thought it was. So then they pray to God, God rescue us, save us, deliver us. God delivers them, and then brings them out, and then they then they want another king. So it's like they goes in this this vicious circle of being faithful one minute. Then unfaithful another, and it reminds me of my life. Like, and and like even still today, it's like, all right, you want me to do this? I got you. I got you covered. Don't you worry about that. And then it's just I fall right back into some old habits. So yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is in chapter eight, eight verses eight through twelve. And that's pretty much. All the, all the, what I have for now. That's all I got for now. Well, now, like I said, so it, it's, you know, again, you know, our, our whole thing is we just go through and read what it means to us, what we see, what we, what we hear God speaking to us. And we just want to give it to you based upon our understanding. Again, we're not, we're not theologians. You know, we haven't, we don't have like doctors or anything like that. This is just two guys, two brothers in the Bible. We're sitting in a garage. In community with the kids, nieces, all that stuff. We just hanging out, talking about how God has been speaking to us. And so we always encourage you to first read your Bible, right? Any questions you have, read first, right? Then ask questions. Go to a pastor that you trust, somebody that's that has Christ in their heart. Go to a pastor, ask some questions, right? And then as you get the answer, continue to compare it back to the word. Everything you hear and see, you should always compare it back to the word, right, from anybody. Don't just take our word for it. Don't take the OSG's word for it. Compare it back to the word, right? And then also ask yourself, what kind of fruit are they producing in your life? You know what I mean? Um, and, and that, you know, if things are going well, if it's depending on what the topic is, right? And see where they're at with that, you know, and see are they transparent with you. So we always encourage you to go out and find the truth for yourself. Just don't take somebody's word for it because it's our perspective. It's our understanding. It's what God is doing in our life. And everybody has their own individual pathway, their own ind individual road they're traveling. And everybody comes to that fork in the road. You know, if there's 10 people, 
each person has their own road and each person is going to have their fork in the road which is going to take them down the wide path or the narrow path mm-hmm. you know and so you can't say well that person went down that path so I need to follow them because that's unique to their journey and what we know best about God is is that even if you choose the wide path man he can course correct you easily and get you back on the path you're supposed to be on yeah. So if you compare to somebody else and like, well, look at them. They're, they went down the wide path and look at what they got. You can't compare yourself to somebody else because, one, you don't know their journey. You don't know where God is taking them. You, and, and you don't know what God knows about them that's going to get them to get back to the right path, right? Mm-hmm. So what it took for me to get to the right path is not the same thing it took for OG, the OSG to get to the right path, right? We're two different people, which, is again, speaks to the, to the, the diversity that, that is so great in our uniqueness is because he knows us intimately, which is why he made us different. Mm-hmm. So he knows what I need to get me to where I need to go, right? And he knows what OSG needs to get him to where he needs to go. He can't use what works for me with him because it won't get him where he needs to go. Mm-hmm. And, and he can't use what, the, what works for the OSG to get me to where I need to be. That's the joy of it. He loves the individuality and individual intimate relationship with each person. Trillions of people, and he wants to be intimately in connection with you with each person that's that that's 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 so great to know that we have a father that cares that much about you to take the time out of trillions of people to know that i'm intimately with you walking with you mm. right mm-hmm. and that, that's just good so man we thank y'all man we love you yeah um you know we just again give us feedback we whatever you know we, we open suggestions 148-2020 at gmail.com O-N-E number 4 E-I-G-H-T 2020 at gmail.com Give us some feedback um, Questions you might have uh, Questions you might want answered Things you think we should talk about We're all about tackling difficult questions And seeing what we come up with And seeing where God leads us and lands us uh, So just ask us whatever um, But email us, look us up DM us, whatever you want to do Facebook, Instagram Um Give us praise reports. Um, we're just happy to be around. We're happy to be here. We're happy to still be doing it and come out of the pandemic. And uh, stay safe. We know yeah. that the pandemic is, quote, lifting. Um, but some things that we should always be doing. So just make sure you stay safe and, and uh, be smart, man. We love y'all. Yeah, love y'all. Always. Restoration time, rebuild time. Let's go. Peace. Deuces.